Welcome to the Career Happiness Podcast. My name is Soma Ghosh. I'm a careers advisor and business owner. In this podcast, we're going to talk about what your career means to you and what uniquely defines your career and your version of success and what it means for you to be career happy at work and in your business. This podcast is for professional women who are looking to gain more within their career, to find a new job, find a new career, or potentially start a portfolio career or business. It's also for parents of teenagers who want to find out more about careers advice and information and feel like they want to help their teenagers to go off and pursue careers that they actually really, really want. And lastly, it's for business owners and people who want to start a business and feel inspired by their career and business collectively. So I hope that you enjoy this new season of the podcast and thanks for listening. So full disclosure, and I don't normally do this, but I'm doing a pre-pre-intro <laughs> to an episode that I recorded um, a few weeks ago around mental health at work. Um, I am going to pass you on to the original intro and a part of the episode. When I listened back to this episode, I realised that it became a little bit too wordy, a little bit too technical, clinical somewhat. And the whole purpose and the aim of the episode was to just really, really give you some tips and some practical um, insights into how you can talk about mental health at work. And I realized maybe I'm talking too much about um, the DSM-IV. And the DSM-IV is basically this diagnostic tool that a psychiatrist and psychologists use to diagnose um, people with mental health conditions. And it kind of got lost in translation when I listened back and I was like, okay, no, this is not what I wanted for this episode. I'm always honest when I edit (laughs) and I redo things. And I'm going to be honest here and say that I've kept the intro, but um, I have taken out the technical bits. So um, I'm going to pass you along now, but I really hope you enjoy this and I really hope it just kind of helps fan that flame for you to discuss and talk about mental health conditions at work. I'm going to put lots of links in the show notes on where you can find out about certain conditions. The only other thing that I want to just quickly add in addition to is, um, well, this episode is one more link that I didn't mention (laughs) that I kind of rehashed and later found. And um, the most kind of common mental health issues that we're facing right now are stress, depression and anxiety, especially at work. And the least common ones, and this is according to AGAS, are bipolar and schizophrenia. And I'm going to put this link in the show notes because this also has some really, really crucial and important information about the law in relation to mental health. But without further ado, this is the episode I recorded. I hope you enjoy it. Any questions, as always, you know what to do, email me. But my aim with this podcast is to not confuse you and to not make it technical. It's to just really, really empower you. So thanks so much. Hello. And in today's episode, I'm going to be talking about mental health at work. So I know um, 
I have spoken about mental health in relation to work and career happiness quite a lot on this podcast. I've had some really awesome guests speaking about their um, mental health struggles. And um, in a previous episode, I spoke about work-related stress. But in this episode today, I'm going to concentrate very much on mental health in the workplace. And I'm really, really hoping to get um, a few more guests to talk about their mental health challenges, people who actually have particularly the kind of conditions that I'm going to be talking about today and have been um, diagnosed. And I'm coming from it as a person who studied psychology and often references my um, psychology tools that I have, um, including the fact that I did actually do a whole module in my degree around mental health disorders. Um, So I'm going to be referencing a lot of that today and I will include the book in the show notes um, to go back to the reference points. But also what actually prompted this episode was a couple of things. I'm seeing stress being linked to mental health a lot, which is what I spoke about in a previous episode. And I'll put that in the show notes if you haven't listened to that already. But I saw this really, really wonderful post on LinkedIn um, a few days back. And it really, really got me thinking um, about something, especially because I suffer from a condition called endometriosis, as I've mentioned before on the podcast a few times. And one of the symptoms of endometriosis is depression. And I am pretty sure that I get quite depressed. And I've suffered from reactive depression before. And I felt depression at various points in my life. And I've had, um, you know, kind of quite... um, confirmed diagnosis from doctors and other people around the reactive depression and other forms of depression that I've gone through and um, I've had mild episodes of anxiety and this woman posted this incredible post I'll put it in the show notes so that you can go and read this around how she had a conversation with her manager around her mental health struggles and how her manager didn't take her seriously on this and how it was actually really put under the It was put under a carpet, it was put under a rug, and she was shamed for bringing it up. And I hear stories like this a lot. I hear real life stories like this a lot where women, especially, are very open about their mental health. um, And they are shamed for it, or they are told, oh, you know, nobody really wants to know about that. But... The thing is, is that I am pretty certain that at least probably about 50% of my clients who have come to me have had some kind of therapy. And that's not me judging them anyway, because that's not my place to judge. It's my place to say that we all need some help and support along the way. And I think a lot of the time there is a lot of shame about getting help. There is a lot of shame about talking about mental health. And mental health at work is often seen as this thing on a checklist that you've got to attain you've got to attend some training course you've got to attain some seminar you've got to do some training you know you've got to tick a couple of boxes but it is much more bigger and wider than that and if you have been an avid podcast listener of this podcast in particular you will know how much I'm passionate about talking about mental health not just because of my own struggles and not just because of the client's who come to me with these challenges but because mental health 
and not looking after your mental health is linked to every area of our life. It's linked to our work. It's linked to our relationships. It's linked to how we behave and how we act. And it's very, very important. And coming out of, you know, we're in this kind of, uh, you know, we're still within the pandemic because unfortunately cases are going up as I'm recording this. But, um, you know, mental health has been at the forefront of many conversations during COVID because of, you know, schools schools being closed during the lockdown and people having to work from home and people having to juggle things. So mental health is related to every area of our lives and it's been more significant since the pandemic happened. But it was always, always there as discussed on the episode that we did with Natasha. But it's always been there, always been there. It's never not been there. It just wasn't discussed and it just wasn't brought up because it was almost stigmatised and almost ignored just like with this brilliant post that this woman wrote when she was made to feel shameful about being open about her mental health struggles. Nobody should be made to feel shameful. And I've had lots of women come to me who've made been made to feel as though their mental health is um, not a priority for their employer. You know, for their, you know, they're, they're just an employee and they're there to just do their work and go home. They're not seen as a priority in a mental health capacity. I've heard some, you know, incidents like this from some of my clients. It's been rare, but it has happened. So within this episode, I'm going to talk about some of the most common mental health issues that could arise at work, not just depression and anxiety, but I'm also going to help you to think about not only how you can talk about mental health, because I've done a previous episode about how to look after your mental health at this time. I did it during um, the pandemic and it was very specific around tips on what you could do to look after your mental health. And we've had wonderful experts like Leila Akai, who brilliantly spoke about mental health in her episode. And if you want to go and check out some of the amazing work that she does around mental health, go and check it out because Layla has some brilliant, brilliant stuff in relation to not just mental health, but diversity and inclusion, allyship, and just so much great stuff. Please go check her out. But we spoke to her about it and she has a lot of, um, you know, awareness around this and um, does mental first aid and things like that. Um, So it's very important that we keep on talking about this I specifically am going to talk about some of the most common things that come up and I do also as I said I'm going to get some more people who suffer from some of these things to come on when I will not mean suffer but go through some of these conditions um, to come on the podcast to talk about it from their experiences because it is important that you guys as listeners listen to a variety of voices not just mine which is why I get guests to come on but also because you may find something and something that they say that you not only will resonate with, but you'll be able to learn from. So now I'm going to share some tips on what to do to really have a solid conversation about mental health at work. I know that was very factual and I hope I haven't lost you. What can you do? What is it that you can do here forth? Whoa. And this is this is the tough piece of the conversation because... If you are being shamed for talking about mental health at work, I really, really want you firstly to be able to um, have a voice where you can express yourself to talk about mental health. Have you got support? 
not just a counsellor, but have you got family support? Have you got a good friends network? Have you got other people within your circle who may have OCD or bipolar or any of the things that I've already kind of very mildly touched on, right? Is there that support in place to help you cope with what you're going through and your diagnosis and, and the help that you need? Do you have that? In terms of the resources to really, really help build a conversation on this and to help educate you so that you can feel safe in relation to the workplace and your career, make sure that you're listening to podcasts. There are lots of different podcasts out there. I'm going to put a couple of links to some of the podcasts. There's Mentally Yours, a podcast that I've been on talking about what happened to me when I was bullied at work in relation to mental health. But they talk about everything on that podcast from panic disorder to um you know bipolar to OCD to everything they've they've got everything on there it is really really great even postpartum depression and things like that I've listened to a lot of brilliant episodes and even um phobias where people are scared to touch things or you know sound phobia and stuff like that so it's very educational it's very interesting if you're listen if you're interested in finding out more about mental health another tip that I'm going to say to you to have a more open discussion and talk about mental health if you're interested in mental health um, so that you can be a better manager and overall be a better leader and person at work is for you to think about how you can stop shaming people and to allow yourself to not judge someone who has a mental health condition. A lot of the time, you know there's that phrase, ignorance is bliss. Totally disagree with that. <laughs> totally disagree with that when it comes to mental health and about life in general. With mental health, in order for you to understand about it, you need to educate yourself. So if you haven't got the basics down with some of these disorders I've spoken about today, do your reading talk to somebody, listen to the podcasts, or even visit mine and see if you can talk to somebody. Um, Just because I feel like so many people, um, because they have such negative, you know, images of what bipolar is sometimes. Um, One of the programs that I mentioned time and time again, in reference to how well bipolar was depicted on the TV, to references the first is I don't watch EastEnders anymore but the character that Stacy portrayed in terms of her bipolar was very good and also Claire Dane's portrayal in Homeland right these are apparently very very realistic and real depictions of bipolar but it doesn't mean that just because they're realistic and they've been well written it is the experience of everyone So make sure you actually talk to someone with bipolar to ask them. There's some brilliant women that I um, follow um, online. There's a a woman called um, Eleanor Seagull who's written a book around her bipolar. If you're interested in that, go and read her book. And she has an amazing blog as well, Be Your Own Light. Um, There's also a woman that I'm hoping to get on my podcast to talk about her bipolar in relation to work and just around how we need to educate ourselves around it um with schizophrenia there is a lot of um fallacy around it a lot of people believe that schizophrenia is about when people go and murder people like it's people don't understand and it's to do with certain neurotransmitters in the brain that you know don't correspond with each other and that is what's causing people to have hallucinations 
with personality disorders, there's also a lot of kind of tropes built, built around that. So sometimes TV and media are not helping with mental health and the portrayal of mental health. So educate yourself to make sure you're listening and talking to even psychologists who specialize in these areas, clinical psychologists, counseling psychologists, psychiatrists. Ask them, what is the effect of all these illnesses, all these mental disorders? I don't want to say illnesses because you know I think they're already depicted in a negative light disorders as they're called or mental health you know diagnoses and what can you do to understand that because if you do come to in contact with someone at work who has um you know something like this how can you have the necessary training to know what to do you know mental first aid is really really powerful and it can help you save someone's life if you um know someone's suicidal but what can you do if you're around someone who has some of the disorders I've spoken about? What is what is the way that you can cope and you know go about supporting them? So that's one other thing that I want to say around that. The next thing that I want to say is keep an open mind about mental health. We all have unconscious biases around everything. We're human beings. We're not perfect, right? Um, but if you have a certain fallacy around a mental health illness or a mental health disorder and, you, and you're not sure, then make sure that you are reaching out to the right people and that you not only educate, but you ask questions. Even if those questions may not, you know, may seem a bit stupid or may seem a bit eh. You know, make sure that you are really, really adequately doing the research around this. And the last thing that I want to say is I don't work with men primarily. Um, I work primarily with women and women in general. Um, there's some really interesting stats on mind, which I will share again. I think I've shared them in previous show notes around the fact that women are much more likely to be open and expressive around any mental health issues that they may have compared to men. And we also need to work together to break the stigma around this because if you work with a man that you see has a mental, you know, there's mental health issues going on there or they need some support, make sure that you are also doing your due diligence, not just as a woman, but as a human being to try and support them in the right way. We all need to work together on this to make sure that not only are we talking about it in the workplace and we're helping people be career happy, but what can we be doing to make sure that these people are not being discriminated against and that they are given the same opportunities? I remember Ruby Wack about depression eons ago. I don't even remember how long ago it was. I think it was about 10, 15 years ago and that was a long time ago on BBC. And it being groundbreaking at that time because she was talking about something that she goes through. And she was using her public image, and she still uses her public image to talk about it. Um, but there are a lot of people like, you know, her, Stephen Fry, who talk a lot about the fact that they have had episodes of depression. And yes, these people are in the public eye. But what I would also say is that I'm not telling you to go out into the world and tell everybody what you're going through if you don't feel comfortable to do so. But I will also say that even if you may not be diagnosed with something, your mental health 
at some point in your life will be affected somehow. And I think a lot of people do not address the wider context around this. So if you know someone in your family who has been diagnosed with something, what can you do to make sure that you have the tools in place to not just support, but to educate others? All these things are really, really important. You know, I think ADHD is um, something which kind of comes under all this spectrum. You've got ADHD, you've got autism, and all these different things come under the DSM-1B. So all of these things need to be addressed. Anyway, I am going to wrap this episode up. I know there was quite a lot of technical stuff. I hope I haven't bored you. I hope I've kept it interesting enough to really, really kind of just help you go off and really, really think about what to do next. But I will be getting some people to come on and talk further about these topics. And I really, really hope you have enjoyed this episode. Thanks so much. I really appreciate all of you who listen to this podcast, share it, have subscribed already and left me a review. But I would really, really appreciate if you haven't left a review and you're a loyal listener, that you please take the time if you have an Apple Podcasts account to leave me a review. If you're not on Apple, as I know many of you aren't, please share it. Also, if there was a topic or if there was something that you think could really make a difference to someone tell people about it the more visibility this podcast has the more difference it's going to make to people's lives and people's careers thanks so much